0: At TRADOC, and she's discussing her career path. So, I know that you were a former CP26 intern yes, and you're a former CP26 careerist. So, how was your experience as a CP26 intern and as a CP26 in your career prepared you for your current role as G8 here at Trinidad? Uh, so, in 1984, I was a manpower and force management um, intern and I worked at, um, at the time it was USAMARTA, now it's USAFISA, um, and actually was doing studies and analysis. And I got to tell you, that was the best start of everything because it really wasn't about The manpower, as much as it was about understanding what our army does and how it does it and, you know, more creative, innovative ways to do the work, you know, leveraging best practices from others. I think what I learned is I learned about our army as a manpower guy versus a manpower guy just doing stuff for the army. And I... um, and I believe that you know when I was an intern, or you know when I worked in three different commands, i you know had ten GS15 jobs in the different manpower fields. I mean, I kind of just took it all of that as learning. Let me learn about the Army, and then let me use the expertise I'm gaining, and whether it's organizational design or it's manpower allocation or resourcing, to apply to what the Army needs. And I think that's one thing, manpower guys don't always see themselves as very diverse, but they are because they have to know all about their organization or all about their command and and how work is done. And it's not, it's not as much about the business processes, but it's about leveraging all those business processes to help the Army get their mission done. So I think that um, one of the things that that did is give me the diversity of knowledge on the Army, which certainly helped me. Also, you know, the diversity in the corporate area and different levels and whether you're at a headquarters level or you're at a FOA level or at a command level or below is the manpower field gives you that opportunity to do all those things. And then lastly, I think what the manpower field does, and, and many of our professionals don't really see it, is it really helps you diversify because you are so closely tied to the controller field because you're really the money that they're spending most mostly on you know, across the Army other than acquisition. And you're really tied to the human capital, human resources field, because you're setting up the dynamics so that they can actually fill jobs or acquire talent or make determinations on where they're going to develop. And I think sometimes our manpower community sees themselves too stovepiped. And, you know, when I talk and mentor to them, I'm like, well, you know, you want to apply for a budget analyst job, you have to see yourself. Gosh, that's what I've been doing already. I've been building these TDAs and allocating resources. You're already budgeting, but you have to see that work in that different shape. So I think that's a great thing about the manpower field and manpower community. And I know it helped me grow over time, but I was also a believer that you kind of had to go back and forth, use your talent, and then go be a controller or go be a planner. I became, my first executive position was as a G14, which is personal logistics engineering, which, of course, you would say, that doesn't have anything to do with manpower. How did that happen, right? right? But all that history and doing different things and learning about our Army, um, I think really helped me do that. And I think that's something the manpower field does. It allows you to be very broad in your knowledge and expertise. Well, everyone, that's all we have time for today. Our conversation with Miss Ellen Helmerson will conclude tomorrow. Until next time, have a great Army day.